0: Hello and welcome to MS Podcast. In today's podcast, we are going to be talking with a guest. And this guest is Rice Swan, who is a coach. So, I hope you're gonna enjoy this interview. It's kind of a little long one, but it is worth it to hear through the end. so enjoy it
1: so yes another day in paradise
0: Yes, it is. I have no idea what the weather is outside, but let's make it paradise. How about that
1: that's it uh yeah, it's all a matter of, it's all a matter of attitude, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is, yes, it is so again i'm doing some uh interesting uh i would say collaborations so today we got somebody that i know for past collaboration or indirectly past collaboration if i'm correct uh ross Mm -hmm. we shared some of our articles and even collaborated at books i think a couple of books i think you did both isn't it yeah with lady anita and yeah we um,
1: did a couple of books yeah.
0: yes we did couple books so mm. you know i like to put a twist into my podcast and i've been listening to your podcast actually and i think it's this is one of the best podcasts i'm hearing uh every time you put an episode out it's always great to listen what you have to say but i decided that why don't i turn the table around why don't I get you Turn the on table my around. podcast and <laughs> decide to kind of interview you because you do interview a lot of people, but I don't even think somebody turned the table on you yet, if I'm correct.
1: Uh, on a podcast show, I've been interviewed a few times, but more, more on um, Facebook and LinkedIn not not actually an official podcast show so Absolutely. to speak so you're probably the first one on an official podcast there's people people invite themselves on my show all the time like I get people who do it for a living they they promote people and I've go, I've been going to do it but I haven't but at the same time you know, I just get them and I assume they you pay them and they just go around getting you on podcast but at the moment, I haven't done that, but uh, anyway, I'm, but I get people contact me all the time. But you're saying you're my first official podcast. <laughs> just this just is like. Awesome. <laughs> you're, just I'm like. First. You're, it's a, it's a, <laughs> just like.
0: Well, somebody had to do it and I had to be first at everything, So, which is not true, but on this That's one, right. I did. So I just wanted to invite you because I wanted to know more. How did you get it started to do what you're doing as a, actually as a coach? Because you got so many insights. And every time I'm listening to every episode you got, it's so much different. Then I want to know a little bit more. And I think people should know a little bit more about you actually. So how did you get it started?
1: With this well, industry? let's. The short version or or the long version? No, I guess uh, it's just a journey. There's no point where you go, oh, I'm going to start doing this to to a point I probably retract that. and some points I did. But I wasn't the most motivated person in school. I never played up. I I was a bit of a practical joker, so that was fine. Made teachers (laughs) laugh. but, But I never was motivated to go on and be an academically genius, right? I was very good at school till about grade nine when you're about 14. That's when you had to study. So as so soon as you had to study, people went past me, right? And the reason why I'm saying that is I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like there's no – where some people who were studying had a vision of what they wanted to do or, or their version what their parents wanted to do, whatever it was, they were doing what they were doing, right? So they had something to drive them. I had nothing to drive them to drive myself. So I, I did what I had to do to, to get through school. And I just went and, and got a job in a bank and just worked my way up. And then next minute, I bank insurance companies, I was running a region. So I was a state manager, like a, a, a US, US state manager, I guess, the equivalent. So mm-hmm. I was manager for Queensland. So so I did did okay, but it was still gnawing away at me. There's, there's got to be more to this. And then I started to ask myself, what what do I enjoy doing and and what I don't enjoy doing so much. The bit I enjoyed doing was leading people, connecting with people. So that started me to think that I'm in the am I'm I'm okay leading these people. That's what I was enjoying, but not the actual work of the money. I mean I'm good at money and all that, but so to cut a long story short, I started to look around and I just trust the universe and these things. And I thought, well I think I'd like to actually help people be better leaders, to be better versions of themselves because what I saw in that corporate life for 30-odd years, or close to 30, was, yeah, what's 30? Now I think about poor, Boy, I'm getting old. Um, it's The fact that you could see the damage that a very poor leader, a bad leader, has on people's lives because they're not happy at work. They go home and... Mm -hmm. quite often take it out on their family, not always, but do. But Mm -hmm. but when you see a good leader and you see how people are energised at work and enjoy it, and they take that home. They take that enjoyment home. And so that's when I started to think, actually, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to help leaders be better leaders, managers to be leaders. So that's when I started on my journey. And I would have been 40 when that came to me. But, see, coaches weren't weren't invented. If I said I wanted to be a coach in high school, they would have put me in a straitjacket. They go, What the hell is that? You can't coach sport. You're not good enough. Just you, know, <laughs> enough. <laughs> you try hard, but you're not you're no genius. So um, so that so it just happened like that. And I always look for signals. I thought, well, how am I going to be one? And then yeah, you know, then people say, Oh, but but you're in the in the in that frame of you're, an, you're a financial services executive, right? So you, that's, the, that's the badge of honour you have at the moment, rightly or wrongly. So I started to stretch myself and I thought, well, I'll, I'll look around a ways. I, might, I should probably do a bit of study because I've never actually went to university apart from doing, you know, diplomas, associate diplomas. I never actually did a degree. So I just follow things and I picked up a magazine that felt right. It's always on feeling. This magazine feels right, and I was thumbing through it, and there was an ad: Master of Science and Performance Management and Training. Like, say, so I thought that sounds like me. It was in the UK, so I could do it remotely. So, I went, so I did. I went and did that, and did a master's, um, and it was closer to what I wanted to do: performance management. It's, to me, and and I, wherever I could, I talked about coaching and, and improving people and being being better leaders, etc. So that's how I started, and then. I just moved into coaching. My boss, who was the Australian general, like in charge of Australia at the time, was the region reporting to him, he could see that and he would just send me all around Australia if he had a problem. I've got a, got a people problem over here, Ross. Can you go over there and just have suss <laughs> it out for us? So it was extra critical activity, yeah. no, no extra pay, but at least I got to travel a bit. <laughs> yeah. But so I was, went over to different states nice. and did, did did some things for him. So he encouraged me to do the study actually. He said, you, you, "You're good at that. You're a natural." Said, so "Yeah, it, and right? that's probably
0: a good. That was probably your what I call it the incubator, where you know you're testing things out and how that works, and you know without knowing it, but just going with your uh, instinct and start to resolve issues. You were the problem solver.
1: And that's it. It was. It was. It just used to happen. People yeah. would tell me all sorts of problems and stories. It's like, it's, I don't know. It's like." Wearing, I was walking around with the word psychologist tattooed on my forehead, not that I've studied psychology, but people would tell me problems, would tell me issues, and I yep. never had to ask, I just and, and they just felt comfortable doing it. And that's why people, when there was a people problem somewhere, staff would tell me exactly what's going on about mm-hmm. their boss or whatever I had to suss out, and there was no problem at all. They just felt comfortable. Even though I was that boss was my peer which I had to do in one state was my peer and a more experienced, older guy than me at that time. But they just told me everything and um, we put yeah, things in place to rectify it. So, um, yeah, so that's what I enjoy. That it just It's not work. See, when I coach people and, and even talking to you here, I just enjoy it. Well, I just, just enjoy connecting with people and helping them to be yep. better leaders of themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. So, that you, so you got started this way, so how did you jump and decided? okay, the bank is nice, have a nice and now it's time for me to fly on my own. What took you that, to the next step?
1: Well, as I, well, once I hadn't quite finished the study, <coughs> and my boss, who was a great guy, uh, and was a good, encouraging leader, the guy who's was about, he was retiring, the guy's about to replace him. Uh, to put it mildly, I won't say <laughs> what you'd classify him as, but I'd put him in as is, is a dramatic challenge in any coach's life would be the mate, great challenge. But his biggest problem, he had no integrity. So th- there's no trust factor whatsoever. So I said, I can't, I've just got to leave. I, they offered me some other work. I said, no, nah, I'm off. I'm off. You go, Gary, I'm off. And which I did. Um, and so I just went out with nothing, in the sense that I had no job to go. Like I had nothing. I hadn't fully finished my study. I hadn't. So I started coaching, and people who knew me connected me to do some some work. But it was it was quite sparse, a bit of a drought. So I I did that, and gradually got in a bit of income from it. And when I finished my study, part of the dissertation was to do some research of east and west um, behaviours and how you lead east and west. So I went to, I came here to Singapore, and then I went on to Hong Kong. So I did it, and I interviewed some insurance contacts that I had and financial services contacts, um, and got got a good take on 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 the management different, the leadership differences, etc. But in being in Singapore, I that's not a bad place to be because it's a bit of a hub, mm-hmm. um, and it just went from there. There again, I won't go into just because. But it is a bit obscure, so I probably I should probably say something. It's it's about backing yourself. I, I mean I really didn't have much going for me because people still in Australia put me on, oh you're a just financial services executive. What what would you know about this stuff? Right. And but I said, No, I'm I'm gonna be a coach. So when I finished my study or just as I was finishing it, to me I thought, well I've got to I've got to, if I, if I get any coaching gigs in some of the bigger companies, they won't want to deal with me because I'm not big enough, I'm not, not experienced enough, right? So I, I wrote, I actually paid a marketing firm in the US to those days about $5,000 to market <laughs> to CEOs of yeah. management consulting firms and, behave, like, and, and all that sort of stuff, right, mm-hmm. they, they, they sent letters to everyone at all, I don't know how many hundreds of letters I got. I got about 10 replies saying, thanks. But no, thanks. The rest is probably ignored as waste of paper, but I, next minute, I get a phone call from someone in the U S in a, basically a management consulting company who are basically a coach in their behavioral based coaches. The MD saw it, the CEO got the letter and handed it to her offside and said, uh, Steve, could you ring this guy? We never know, we might need, we might have work in the in the Asia-Pacific region one day. So it just came out of the blue. So one one response, about 10, 10 no thanks letters or one, might add two letters, say, he get back to us in a year or so. That was it, out of the few thousand that went out. But it all comes back to me is is and I always believe that as the universe looks after you in some ways. If you're willing to back yourself, yes. I'll back you up, right? Mm-hmm. So I spent all that money, which I didn't have, but I spent it. And I got one one phone call. And that and I and I then they said, well we got a consultant up and he's on the board. He's in Singapore working on a project. We'd like to interview you. So I said, No worries, I'll fly up and interview him. So I flew up there and and basically had an interview and to see what I'd connect with the way they do, they coach. That was basically it. They were interested in the fact that I have executive experience. I'm used to running a p all that sort of stuff, so I can connect with, with executives. I'm not just someone preaching what they should do when they haven't done it themselves in a way, right? So that, so that, and, and I'm on there talking to him. It was pretty – I had a few sweat, sweat beads coming across my forehead, so some interesting questions. <laughs> but at the end of it, he said, just a second, Ross, I'll ring Steve and he gets on the phone, rings him in the ear, and says, yeah, he's good enough. He's good to go. We're right. <laughs> so that was it. Well, this is good. But but it took a couple of years for them to find work over there, but they just knew that I'm the person to help. And so off and on I've worked with that firm in, out of Pittsburgh for years. It's now called Alula, used to be called CLG and I do a lot of MN, some of their bigger M&C clients, which I still do.
0: Which is great.
1: So that's. So that was it, but but in the meantime, I thought, well, I've got to get out of Australia. So I, I actually left the country and went to Singapore, mm-hmm. not knowing anyone, um, <laughs> and set up business as a coach. But I knew also that as soon as I got there, the local authorities uh, in the Institute of Banking Finance and the Monetary Authority knew me from the start from Australia, knew of me. And they were doing some competency standards here, in the Singapore, which Australia had already done, was setting up banking competency standards and etc. So they grabbed me and and bled, bled my brain for many meetings, not paying me for it, but just it's a nice thing to do to help the government out in Singapore. But but it did lead me to work, and I still I just been working all day at a banking client today. But some of my old work assessing bankers, wealth managers etc. So I still do that. It but it it. I guess it pays the groceries from time to time, but gave me time to establish myself as a coach. But Mind you, having said that, I was 18 months here before I sent my first invoice out. That's how long it took to knock okay. on doors. 18 months, I sent my first invoice. In the meantime, I had a PA that I was paying full time to show the bigger banks and the bigger clients that I had some substance. I wasn't just someone who just floated in into Singapore and, hey, I'm a coach, I'm a... I'm a financial services assessor and exec expert. So you had to provide that to show the government. Then they, then they accredited me and I got a bit of work.
0: So it's been an adventure to from the beginning where you had no idea what you did to where you felt uh, drawn to basically your purpose, your, what I call it, the life purpose actually. Yeah. Yeah, because I will say that's about the same thing with me. You would ask me when I was 10 years old what I want to do. I had no idea. I said, come back in a year, maybe 10 years or 20 years, because I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I had no idea which direction I was taking. And it only came all together when I finally turned around and said, well, I've been doing this forever and they get paid. I'm like, maybe it would be time that now I get paid for everything because people are coming to me. But hey, I do it for free. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's the direction I need to take now. So what in leadership have you seen that has been a recurring pattern lately in leadership that needs to be probably helped or, I'm not, I don't want to use the word fixed, but where people meet, need to be a little bit more uh, mindful and aware of. What are the biggest things you have seen?
1: To me, one of the major, major things is to be a good leader, you've got to be a good leader of self. If you can't lead yourself, you can't lead other people. So what, where I find some of the problem is I get some executives who read in a book what they should be doing as a leader but, but don't have a feel for it. So They don't, they don't actually put it into practice. They actually lead, they lead at people, not with people. They don't connect with people. They just talk at people, all these sorts of things. That their intent is okay most of the time. They read it in a book. These are the things they've got to do, but they don't feel it. it it's just a piece of paper of words, right? Mm -hmm. And it's because they can't lead themselves. They don't connect with themselves properly enough in their own self awareness to be able to lead themselves as a human, because unless you can lead yourself as a human, you cannot connect and lead others. It just doesn't happen. It's a disconnect. Your intent might be okay, but you don't have the discipline. You don't have all these things that you're required to have to lead yourself. Because if you haven't got the discipline to lead yourself, you haven't got the discipline to lead others. I mean, to a point, you can, but they, but they're not. You're not good. Lead, you're not a good leader. You're just a, an average manager, or so, maybe above average manager, but not. You're not someone who who engages people.
0: Is it? Is it because of, that's a good that's a good point you made. But is it because they want to climb the corporate ladder and become and have a title that most people do that, or is it caused by something else?
1: I, I think. Well, I, I have a a saying, which I, just my saying, uh, Emma, um, because <laughs> okay. people sometimes say when, when I was growing up, I was about 16. There was a very, uh, big hit rock song in Australia called ego is not a dirty word. Right. And it still re- resonates in my brain. <laughs> but, but what I want to say there is it's to me, you have, you have two egos. You have an outer ego, which is, run by your headspace, you have an inner ego which is run by your soul, your inner self. Yeah. That's important to have an inner ego. That's that's the belief that you're okay. You're mm-hmm. secure with yourself. You're good at what you're doing. You, you, you've got confidence. Your outer ego is exactly what you're saying. It's the one that says, I'm going to compete with everyone. I'm better yeah. than you or you're mm-hmm. better than me, right? It's yeah. all about the outer layer of your headspace. And quite often that's what... Executives fall into there in that they spend most of their life in their outer ego, and therefore they're either better than the, the person next to them, or they're <laughs> they're not as good. So therefore, they're a bit insecure. So yeah. and that reflects in their behaviour when under pressure.
0: Yeah, there is yeah. a lot of uh, big ego going around, especially when people don't have the knowledge and don't want to even lean on the people who do, which sometimes lead and I, I work in corporate so you, know, you have experienced this as a, co- a coach and even in a banking world I'm sure you have done that you have met this kind of individuals but it can be an unfolding disaster to go fix what somebody is not understanding because they want yeah. to show and flex their muscles which sometimes is like if you start to flex the muscles and maybe lean on the people you will be more successful and I understand the yeah. goal of everybody want a title because you know if I don't have a title of a VP, I'm nobody. I'm like it's not the title who makes the person, in my book.
1: So you can enough. It's it's yeah, not. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's not. And I've seen some leaders who are so. <laughs> it was such an unfolding disaster. It made me laugh. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't work this way. So, that's why I'm like how what was the biggest challenges you had to face with people who acting with their outer ego with their mind space or space minds or do not want to listen how do you get through those guys
1: um in mainly guys there are a few women that have been challenging as well so there's
0: no gender basis
1: I know, but I'm just saying there's no basis, but it's more likely to be a guy. No, there is only not. Only because there's more guys at that level. That's probably the reason. Um, but, but, but the ego, men and I'm, just, I'm, I'm picturing a few now. Whenever you mention these things, faces pop up in my in my, in my, vision. I go, oh, dear. And most of, them, most of them are okay. The key is you've got to start asking and getting to them and be their self-awareness that they don't have or they haven't thought about it. Because of incorrect programming, prior to where they they're working now, or whatever's happened in their life, yeah. um, like I give you one example, I'm working on a project. This guy comes onto the project first job in this company. Uh oh, he's always wanted to work in that company because they're such a good company to work for. Mm-hmm. His company, he's come. He, he had a very. Uh, he had a father who was at rum, work with uh, like rule with an nine fist. That's what he knew. Then he goes to work with a company and was there most of his working life, and he, he was about forty two or something at that at this time. and it had a bit of a toxic environment. That's why he wanted to get out of it. But it taught him there to micromanage to do all these things because that's what they did. So he gets over to this company, wanting to make an impression, he immediately starts doing all this micromanage. He's about six foot seven. He was huge. He played American football. He came from South Carolina or something. He's a big mountain of a man. So when he bellowed at someone, he is like a lion roaring. You can hear him kilometers away, right? So but that's how his previous company worked. He didn't know any different. His dad did it and he went there. See so he gets there thinking that's what I've got to do. So so next minute within about a month, he's upset everyone and the project head saying to me, Look, Ross can you sort, can we have a chat to him? You've got two weeks to turn him around, otherwise off the project because we can't afford to be late. And and what he's doing is upsetting people and delaying what yeah. they need to be doing, right? So this is going to, project projected out, it's not, not going to be good, right? It's going to be very mm-hmm. expensive. So I just had a few chats to him to, to, to find out what he was trying to do and then started to talk about the impact that we had. So we, we completed a three hundred and sixty. This company had a three hundred and sixty, right? So you got feedback from your peers, your yep. staff, your boss, mm-hmm. and it it had a grading from one being the worst, uh, the 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 uh, within the le- uh, the most the ten percent of the worst leaders I've ever worked for, to five being in the top ten percent of the leaders I've worked for. He averaged one point four. <gasps> oh
0: my
1: goodness. For everyone. Uh oh. For everyone, right? <laughs> And I think I'm not, and I, from memory, going back to point four was inflated by his, his boss, <laughs> giving him benefit <laughs> of the doubt in a little bit. So so, it, it was, so when he got this, he was devastated. I mean, to, to say it mildly, because, see, and that's, that's the sign. That's a good sign. He didn't complain or whinge about it or give me any excuses. You then start to feel the impact of your behaviour. And that's the key. So he wasn't self-aware or, or thought about his self-awareness. He just thought that's what he had to do. And he was just, he was just like an energy bubble doing it. Yelling at people on, on the site and all this sort of stuff. He was devastated. So he was a six foot seven man crying. He was reduced to tears because he could not believe he'd absolutely stuffed up his career in three weeks, four weeks. He didn't know how close he was. He just thought, well, this is not gonna be good. I didn't tell him, mate, you've got two weeks, What is <laughs> you off. That would have been worse. <laughs> would have been that would have been worse. <laughs> he would have wandered off. He didn't you think how he how was he going to get out of it. there. <laughs> but but what it does, it take the key. What I want to say is, you take people to the, their inner self. You take them to start to feel about how they feel about the impact. Yeah, I've never known anyone. Doesn't matter how vicious they are. When you really get them to that point, that they actually want when they when they're down in their soul, want to hurt anyone. They do in their head, yeah. in their outer ego. Yes. <laughs> that's no bloody problem at all. I can <laughs> put the knife in there. But when yep. it deep down they start thinking about the fact this person may be a father or a mother, she goes yeah. home and has got little babies or kids or loved by the granddaughter, you know, like all that stuff, that becomes a bit more closer to feeling. I mean, no, I don't want to hurt that person. I didn't mean to do that. See, that's getting them to their inner self. Yeah, that's getting him close to the soul, right? That's mm-hmm. because it's 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 the feeling that gets you there. So that's what I'm getting at. So he went there pretty quickly because he was devastated by the result. <laughs> um, and and, I, and but he he came out of it. So because I said, so what are we going to do? And he said, well, what Then he said, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, you're gonna you're gonna need to apologise or something like that. And he said, yeah, I think I need. I said, you've got to apologise to people, and he agreed with me totally. So he gets he gets about eighty people in this the biggest meeting room they had and just said, People, I'm so sorry And he just that's the humility of him, right? And I thought, Yep, he's gonna make it. Anyone who can do that can make it. And he really they could see his sincerity. And when he when he faltered back to his old way under a bit of pressure, they look at him and go, shake their head and he'd go, Oh, sorry. <laughs> because he told them, If I falter, tell me. And eventually over a few, so that turned the corner because yep. people then are more forgiving if you're trying. Yes. If you stuff it up a couple of times, they'll go, oh, okay, he's, he's trying, he's trying or she's trying. But if they know you're not trying, they don't forgive. But well, they could okay. see him. So gradually over a couple of months, he yeah. got better and better. Good. So within within about nine months, the company had a tick on his name because because they believed anyone that could do that at his level is, is a leader of substance and he had a future. He went from having no future of two weeks to he's got a good future because he had the guts that he yes. connected with his inner him self and then he started to connect all the time. Well, he, he, he was able to do it. Others can't do it. I, I and some that. can do it but don't like it. So they say, I don't want to lead people because I don't like the ambiguity of people. So yeah. I say, well, why be a leader? He says, I don't know why I'm a leader. I think I want to be a leader. That's what you said before, because that's 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 the the top. here. this guy was the head of the, the world operation. He had about fifteen thousand staff. He finally decided he was of a subsidiary company. He he looked me in the eye, said, "I don't think I want to lead." Because so when he realised that's what he had to do, then then from his old job is just to lead people. And then well, when he cut, he was in touch with himself and what his feelings are. He admitted to me. I don't like the ambiguity of people. If it's not black and white, I don't like it. I said, well, get out of being a leader.
0: And I like it because, you know what? First of all, for the first gentleman you were talking about, I think you take a lot of guts, and a lot of people don't have that guts, to not only admit their mistakes, go in front of an entire room and apologize. Yeah, that's right. I have never seen a leader doing this because a lot of people have the assumption when you're a leader, well, you're I'm bigger than you because I got a title and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, you're human. You're doing a human experience, but you're here to help others and connect with your team. You don't need to yell at them. You don't need to foster an environment of threats yep. because a lot of people do that, which is ridiculous. Never work with me somehow. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't can
1: understand why. What a surprise.
0: <laughs> you wonder why. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's
0: hey. <laughs> I got a lot in trouble because I stood my ground and I said I said what I saw which a lot mm. of people don't want to because again most people and I understand okay you're going you a competitive person so you want your goal is to be maybe a VP or a CEO whatever your dream is and the corporate ladder what I call it the rat race It is dangerous because, as you said, when you're waking up that ego and you're thinking about your brain and you don't care, you're going to crush who you want to crush just to get there, even if it's yours or not to start with. Yeah. But what I like with your stories is the gentleman, the first one, really was devastated because when you get a reality check in your face, and that was a big slap in his face, then... He understood he made a mistake, but, again, it took a lot of guts for him to stood on oh, That's yeah. why everybody. It's,
1: and that's why he got, why he got a, a green tick on his name, on his file, his HR yeah. file, because yeah. they said that doesn't happen too often, in, in particularly in that industry. Yeah. Um, so, And the other guy just admitted to himself, see, true to yourself, Yeah, you went there for the wrong reasons. He realised that if I stay, I, it's only going to yes. hurt my career and hurt people. So exactly. he resigned... And I got an email six months later thanking me to to help him look at the mirror. Yep. And and he said, I'm back in my old job and I love it. And exactly. It. I'm loving it. Right?
0: And, and that's why you get the, what I, what I call, and we're all leaders in our own ways, but you get what I call it the born leaders, the one who are comfortable and connect at the human level. And you are the wannabe because I want the title for this reason. I like the second story because, that individual, you made him realize and really face, and a lot of people don't, uh, face their own inventory and be authentic to themselves. Is this for me or not? Okay. And it can be done at a professional or personal level as well. But I like the fact that he recognized, hey, this is not for me. I hate that job because I don't want to deal with, with the people and all of that drama because there's always drama no matter what. But at least he was honest and said, that's not for me. I'd rather do something else. I go back to his old job and enjoying it. He tried it and he realized he did not like it and he backed that's right. out it's, of it.
1: That, that's, that's being true to yourself, Emma. Yes. I mean, the, that's the key. It, yeah. and, and uh, So that's two success ones. Now that there are a couple of others that I go away, shake my head, that this is like in the too hard basket. You yep. can get them down to their feelings, but yep. they don't stay there long. They'll admit to you that's probably a nasty thing to do to that person. Give them it twenty four hours and they bounce back up into their heads, headspace again, and their and their outer ego comes out and they're backs being nasty from time to time or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I they just it's just. I mean, if I was coaching that person every day, following them around, I'd pro- I'd probably help them make it work. But companies don't have that much money for me to be following someone around all day and every day for a month. I mean, well, so I used to catch up actually, with him two or three times a month for an hour or so, right?
0: So some people do actually. Some companies are. Well, they do. To, they can do. But that. he wasn't but, at a
1: level. He he yeah. wasn't a level where he, he could. The company would pay for it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. But it's nice to see that some compi- some people uh, company do that, and they need to realize. Company needs to realize to change your behavior. It takes about thirty days, no matter what you want to do, change your pattern. That's it right. takes thirty yeah. days. Uh, that those are studies that have been, you know, released around the world, saying it takes about thirty days to change your patterns, no matter what pattern you've got, eating too much sugar, whatever. The way to change the way your your brain works, it takes thirty days, and it takes work. Yeah. So you cannot come in and just, like you said, like spray your little uh, magic for five minutes and the person's going to be changed. It takes work. It takes dedication. And um, it's great to see It's great to see when the people have their aha moment. Now, do you have a story? And I, I know I'm kind of naughty on this one. We're going to go on the other side where you help, but it did not do anything because the person
1: did not change. Well, see, the difference was, see the other people, when they connect with themselves, they like where they were. Like they like where they are because they've connected. Like the second guy liked the fact he was being honest with himself. So he had the motivation to just go off and do it. The third guy has a lot of insecurities and doesn't really, when he goes into his inner self, he doesn't really like what he sees. That's my belief. But I didn't have enough time to sort of keep him there to to try and repair that because I had too many other people in the project and the company wouldn't pay me, give me the time to be there. And I'm not a charity. I can't do it for nothing. But so he just bounced back out because he, he that was more of his comfort zone being playing in that game. So he just went back there because there's nothing motivating him to keep the discipline for 30 days. Yeah, so I'd, ha- I'd have to be there to give him the discipline. Where the other guys they were motivated, so therefore they didn't need me to be there in their face every 10 minutes, right? I could yeah. see them once a week or get on the phone. And, and there's one woman's success very similar to the first person. She had a lot of problems too, but she, in her heart, wanted to be a good leader. And she just turned her career around by doing it. And what she did, she did gave herself a checklist of what a good leader does yep. in her description mm-hmm. and with me. And she and she looked at and she says, "What? Well, that's my checklist. I'm just going to go and live those behaviours. I told her to keep it to about seven or eight behaviours, what are the mm-hmm. key things she needs to do, to be a good leader. And she just went and did it. And in the morning, she'd look at that checklist before she drove to work. When she got into her office, she'd look at it again. She used to look at it at lunchtime, yep. afternoon before she went home, mm-hmm. for 30 odd days, for a couple of months, she kept looking at it. Now she looks at it at least once a day, that's all. Just to yep. keep herself attuned. But she turned that around. She from the highest, highest attrition rate of staff, she had a staff of 40, to one of the lowest in about six months. <laughs> she she was losing 40% of her staff every month. Like, it was terrible. Wow. And then she dropped it down to having the lowest in the organization. Just by doing what good leaders do and having them, but the key is uh, she's motivated enough to want to do it. That's the difference.
0: Yes, and it's, again, learning to connect with everybody because I think uh, when you're a leader, you need to understand that not everybody is gonna be praising you, or buttering you, like I call it, buttering you. But you got individuals who's gonna uh, stand their ground because they see something is wrong and get an idea. You need to be able to be open to hear others. And I think that's one of the biggest things and the biggest difficulties people have as leaders is being able to, well, you may maybe not gonna like what I'm gonna say to you, but here's what I see. How do we fix it?
1: And the key is to be, to just on that, Emma, is to be open and understand others. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I guess, executives are open to hear others, but they don't actually listen that yes. well. But they're going <laughs> through the process of listening because they read it in the book that leaders need to be good listeners. So there they are listening away, but they're not actually taking it in yep. and responding with any sort of empathy or understanding. It's like, yep. say what you've got to say because I'm supposed to listen to you. Then I'm back into doing what I'm doing, right?
0: (laughs) Exactly. I'm continue to cook the same way I'm cooking in the kitchen. If it's wrong, but I'm going to continue to do it. Yeah. People are not as open. So, but so in in all of your work, uh, what has been the most fulfilling things for you so far as a uh, coach, and what has been the most challenging as well?
1: Well, these probably some of these characters. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, because yes. when they get it right, it's very fulfilling. It's not just fulfilling for the the, the guy that turned his career around and apologised to everyone. That's good, but it's the fulfilment of all the people under under his accountability, his his is a uh, um, in his team. Right, there's about just around a hundred. They've gone from not enjoying themselves, and it's hard work what they're doing. Um, pile of engineers and electricians and various things on a job site to actually now starting to, to, to enjoy what they're doing. And that, that's the fulfilling bit that I get. Mm. I mean, that's why I like coaching um, and and I like I get on podcasts is because it's not just helping one person at a time. That's important, but the more people I can help, the more it helps other people as they go, it's spread out through their network. So that's the bit I really like is um, how it, other people's lives, how what an effect, and I, that has, and sometimes, over the years of doing the podcast, uh, or some of my posts, I've had people send me emails, particularly from now on, around, around the round new end of the year, saying thankful thanking me for what an impact I had in their life. I don't know, if, I do not know them at all, never heard of them before. So they send me a note because so I've had several every year. I get a few. Um, not inundated by millions but just get a few. it's very touching that somehow you're helping people out there somewhere make their life a bit better so that's and that's what drives me just the more employees that are happy the better lives their all their families have that's that's my belief
0: well happy employees happy companies and a lot of people that's will not jump a lot of people will not jump from one company to the others if they were being treated fairly because i think people You know, don't realize what fairly means. It could be very simply stop by near somebody else's desk and thank them for their work. It doesn't mean you need to bring them flowers and chocolate, but acknowledging them, I think is- Acknowledgement,
1: recognition of their contribution. Yes.
0: Yes. And I feel that in some of the companies, uh, and I worked in billion dollar companies, that you're more of a number- so, you know, we only recognize a few people and you have to prove from A plus B plus C plus your boss has to like you to put you in that uh, list of you did a good job to be recognized yeah. when in fact you could walk around your team, acknowledge them, have a free lunch uh, um, and just acknowledge everybody It's a thank you. It's not difficult to pass by somebody else's desk and thank you for your work. But a lot of people don't yeah. do that.
1: Yeah. No, they don't. And the more specific you are too, the better you, I mean, when you say thank you and, and if the more you can give people the impact of what that thank you is for, yeah, the, even the more powerful it is because thank yous, after a while people go, oh, do you really mean it or not? say, so say thank you, what you've done here, this did this and this did that and the impact is that. So thank you. So they see the sincerity of it all and et cetera. So that and that. So that's that. Often is a conversation I have with executives. Is you've got to be you've got to be specific with your thank yous, because then people see the sincerity.
0: Exactly, and unfortunately, yeah. not a lot of people do that. It's very.
1: Um... No, a lot don't. No, it's 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 getting better. I, look, it it is, and I, I think that this current COVID situation has got the good executives more focused on. Connecting with people, and even the bad ones, are at least trying. Whether they stay connected, I don't know, but some won't. Uh, others may eventually connect a bit better because they're trying a bit better. But some of the good leaders are even getting better because they are really trying to connect. Because they, and I think that's one of the changes COVID's made. It's it's given people a bit more of a uh, awareness of other of others. Whether it stays long, I don't know. But I, yeah. I like to think that in some, it, it will stay in some parts. It won't be totally stay, but in, in some organisations will stay quite solidly.
0: Which would, be, which would be great. Now, the question I have for you, because now you were talking about this, that just get, brought me another question, is how, uh, because I've seen it in the past, somebody who is a very bad leader for quite a long time how can you change the perspective of the team underneath when that person is trying to change because i have seen it firsthand that when somebody comes and everybody got such a wrong impression about that person And that person is, you know, they gave him authority to change things around. So basically, he could go like a a bull in a china store. And then you realize that after infuriating everybody else is around, uh, that person is turning around and really being true to him or herself. How do they change the perspective of uh, their co-workers underneath? Because a lot of people are hanged. In the uh, first behavior of that individual when they start, oh, yeah, and that's how do you yeah, do that? How do you accomplish well, that?
1: It's like, the, like that like guy's example. You just got to just apologize to people and sincerely do it, and people think, oh, this could be. But they're, they're still watching. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but they are open to watch and to and to say, okay, I'll give I'll give that person a bit of time. Right, and and now they'll observe. Now, if you if you say that, then don't then then don't go and walk the talk. In other words, you go back to your old behaviors and continue on it. Then, then they'll just see you as being you know just totally insincere, and you're just just saying whatever you can say just to get them off your back. But if they sure. can see the sincerity, then you start following it up, and they can see you're trying. People do turn the corner pretty quickly. Um, it depends on the trust that you betrayed. Sometimes it can be deep rooted. So, yeah. but those people, I would, if I was coaching the, the executive who's making the change, I'd be saying you need an individual. You might do the group, but you need individual one on ones for the people that you feel were the worst connect, with the worst affected by your behaviours, and and that's what you really need to do. Uh, it just, um, so, and it may never be repaired in some people, right? Yeah, yeah. But you've got you've got to reach out and have that chat.
0: Okay, so the apology is one of the key actually to make it, it is. break it's, the barrier. It,
1: it's, it's acceptance that you've done wrong, right?
0: Yeah. I think it must be hard for some people to even face it off. Did you ever have people looking at you and say, are you insane? I am not gonna go apologize to anybody.
1: Have you hey, and that's right, you I get that? that. That happened, that's happened to me a few times, don't get me wrong. This is not the norm <laughs> when people apologize. It's, yeah. but, but but the good the, the good leaders do. You know the the good ones do, and they'll go on. That like that guy, I don't know. I haven't seen him for a couple of years. I heard where he exactly is. He's probably back in the states somewhere. I'm, I've no doubt he learnt one hell of a lesson. That he won't want to go back to his old way. He knows it's not a pleasant place to be. So he'd be working so hard. So therefore, he would he would be okay. He would continue on his journey.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. So, what happened with the people who do not want to, you know, connect with people one on one, or what happened with them? Did they last long in that in those companies, or well, no,
1: like it's 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 yeah. Well, they don't tend to. Um, some company. Well, the companies I'm, who have hired me as a coach, they don't tend to last long. The mere fact they've hired me as a coach, not me pers- personally, but the fact they've hired a coach, it shows that they've got some. Desire to improve leadership standards. It's the companies that don't think they need coaches and they can deal with it themselves, or or just just play it by ear.
0: Well, that's the problem. That, the play, the that, play that, by they ears. may
1: stay there, right? I well,
0: hired a, hired the wrong coach because yeah. I uh, I think I told that story about that coach. I was working for a company. Uh, a few years ago, and it was a small company, actually, Uh, but uh, they had, to me, was a pony company, a coach company, and there was a situation between two individuals, and they decided, which upset me, and I wasn't the only one to be upset because it was kind of a trap or entrapment. They got everybody else's under the false pretense. So they lied for a meeting to finish the era and blah, blah, blah. And I knew something was fishy. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. And they did kind of a coaching session with somebody who was so off on her coaching. I've never saw somebody that bad. And that was even worse because they allegedly did some behavioral, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, sessions where Allegedly, we were all fitting in different categories. Yeah, and somehow the numbers of people in each of those four quadrants were equal to the amount of who were. So let's say if you had maybe twenty people, you get five in each one of them, which to me was odd. And I was looking at the people because I do read people, you know that. I was looking at the people that were put in leadership and I started to laugh. I'm like, are you freaking serious? And the entire thing for, it was horrible. It was for four hours. I got so upset. Excuse me. I got so upset because I I knew it was funny and, uh, it was absolutely ridiculous from the beginning to end. And he was trying to, and that's what I had a problem with. Some of the coach It's like, they have one playbook. And they are trying to put like, it's like doing a puzzle, putting a square pieces into a wrong pieces. It's like, it's not even matching the company. So it's like, it becomes difficult. And at the end I was able to, I'm very proud of it. I should not, but I was able to get under her skin for 10 seconds because she was so ego centered and she wanted to win and she wanted, it was terrible. I never saw a coach that had such a big ego. <laughs> and did a poor yeah, job. Was, uh, that was very scary. And she get paid for. And I'm like, are you serious? At the end, he infuriated everybody. And I was the I was the only one speaking up actually because I had a few things to say to the president of the company who was so disconnected with everybody. Like I always said, and I agree or not, I'm gonna hear from you, said okay, am I so wrong? But the cancer stopped on the top. It's always leadership. Who set the pace for everybody else's. So if you get good it, leadership, it does. Neither if you take good it leadership does. and you're capable to lead the people in a way then they will do and walk on water for you, it's fantastic. But when you have bad behavior, people who are lying, people who are not even doing their job, who have no idea what they're doing, it turns everybody off. And it was just a, a trick and pony show that lasted five minutes with me, and I had to sit in that horrible room for f- over four hours. I was so mad. We were all mad, but <laughs> I'm like, this is not going with me.
1: But yeah. <laughs> yes. Like at the end of the day, leaders get the team they deserve at the end of the and day. Um, because a good leader attracts good people. And uh, holds the not-so-good people accountable that they quite often leave because they're, they're being yeah. held to account with for their behaviour or their output, et cetera. Yes. A not-so-good leader, the good staff go. because Why? Because they can get another job. So the only ones that are left, they're ones who can't get jobs anywhere else and, therefore, they attract more people in who can't get a job anywhere else. And so, therefore, eventually over time, a leader gets the team they deserve. I've seen it time and time again, right? Yeah. (laughs) Over time, it just happens.
0: But how do you make understand companies that reaching and find the right coach? Because in your case, you have been doing it for so many years and you're a good coach. But how do you recognize or how people should recognize the, the, the fact that they may be throwing money out of the windows with some bad coaching that doesn't help the company? That's one of the things. And I said I was horrified. I'm like, you're wasting thousands and thousands of dollars on somebody who's not even worthy at the end of the day nobody gets out of it with anything at all except he was ridiculous and he did not It did not even fix the issue because it was only two individuals in that entire company it was the problem i'm like why don't you coach them on the side uh, instead and take everybody in for nothing and we feel all punished
1: uh, it's like uh, look it's like anything gamma this this good and bad and everything i mean to, to recognize a good coach you want someone who's who has got some experience in the business world if you're in business coaching in business that is not a mm-hmm. life coach yeah um and can connect with people and actually connect with people because sometimes you get coaches they again they want to go into coaching but they read they've read it in a book they know the theory they know what they've got to do but they're not connecting with people they're just doing what the what the book says you know exactly. Yeah, uh, ask questions and get people to tell you what, yeah. sometimes you've got to tell people, you've got to help them. You've got to move the needle a little bit for them because otherwise they'll be stuck there. And corporates don't have the time for you to spend months trying to get the person to move their own needle in a way, right? You've yes. got to nudge them a bit. Um, but it's, it starts that how what, how you impact and how you stay out, how you move in, how you stay out. And that's all about the connectivity with, with an individual. So you get coaches who can do that, then you're right. Because they can lead people on a journey. When they get in front and they get behind and they get sideways, it's just they know what to do to keep the people, the person moving.
0: Yeah, because it's an impacting at the low level of their leadership, but he does, it does a transformation at the personal level as well. Because it, it's impacting in a positive way. If it's done right, yeah. like you have done for many years, uh, it, it helps them at a the personal level. It's basically transforming their lives and that impact everybody else's around in a positive way.
1: That's right. Yeah. I, I guess at the end of the day, um, as a coach or any, any leader, really you, you want people to be a reflection of you, not to be a reflection of them. Yeah. Um, so in that, res- in that respect, you need to be giving positive energy and, and, and uh that's sort of, to me, that's the key is to give, be giving positive energy to people, not negative energy and playing negative games. That's, that's the, because it'll just be reflected. It'll be mirrored back in some some way. So if you're getting the best out of your team, it means you're, you're a giver of positive energy and you connect with people that they want to be giving positive energy. And it just, to me, it just energises teams greatly when you've got that discipline to keep doing that.
0: Yeah, and be inspired as well because you always inspire other for innovation and everything else. If you, and open that's, that's, your the door. Positive,
1: that's the positive energy. Yeah, there's a yeah. few things to that. It's that it gets them to want to do things. Yes. It's, it's, it's people want to do things for you because they feel connected, they feel mm-hmm. they've got a purpose. Yeah. That's, that's, you keep that. When people connect their own internal purpose to the company's purpose, then that's when the energy just keeps going on, right? Yeah, yeah it, it, they just keep moving and provide their own energy. Then that's that's the key. Um, yeah, because so, that's interest, that's what you want.
0: Yeah, because your interest should not be part of. And I think a lot of people put. Uh, and I, I'm gonna pick on that same company that I, I work with over there. It was. It felt like everybody wanted their piece of the the cake, their own piece, and do whatever they wanted to do. But they never connected everybody together to realize. Okay. It is for the highest good of the company, not my personal agenda. When people remove, and that's what I believe, when people remove their personal yeah. agenda, then this is where you can make move forward with the company, help to grow, mature, and be in a better yeah. environment than if you have your that's own right. agenda, then I want to be part of the leadership team because I think I'm better than Paul. And I'm like, well, you cannot compare to yourself to Paul, anybody <laughs> else's, because you're your own self to start with. So... Yeah.
1: That's right. So, so that's your outer ego. That's your headspace. That's your head, that's your head
0: yes. ego. Yes. But the your
1: biggest... ego just wants to be a better, you just want to be better at what you do personally and be, and be just be a better person, be a better version of yourself, as they say. And in doing that, you'll still get to that role. Like it's like a sports person, right? Most sports people, let's say they run the 100-metre final and they, they interview someone at the Olympics and they come last. They could be just as excited because they've done their PB. They've done their personal best. So they compete with themselves. They don't compete with other people there. Because as soon as you're competing with everyone else, your energy is going to everyone else's energies. And you lose the plot. All sports people connect with themselves and be better at what they have to do. They know what they've got to do and they just try to get better at it. And if it happens to win a gold medal, that's great. If it doesn't, I still did better than what I did yesterday. So that's that's what drives people, right? That's the inner ego, that's the be better version of themselves. The outer ego. I'm I'm doing sport and I'm looking around at everyone else, thinking oh, I can I'm better than them, and you, you lose you lose your focus for a start. It's it's like it's you see some of those Olympic uh, hundred metres, they put their head down and run like like the blazers right at the end when they know they're way ahead because they know that what time they're doing in themselves. Do they look around? It's only on the line. And yeah. look around too far behind, going, "Am oh, I good?" Occasionally, <laughs> there'll be the odd person does it because they may yeah. no say so, they're so far ahead. But very rare. Mm-hmm. They, they, they just they don't do that till they get to the line because they're just trying to get be the best version of themselves till they get to that line. And if it wins, beautiful. And that's that's inner ego. That's that's. Well, that's uh, what people
0: at, should be working on. Actually, they should be working what I call right. it spirit. You call it your uh, inner ego. But this is what they should be doing because that's
1: their soul. Connecting my to biggest soul. competitor
0: yeah. is my own self. It's not everybody else's, it's me. I'm gonna compete against myself, meaning I'm gonna do things that maybe my ego is afraid of, but I'm gonna go beyond my limit and, and do that's something that's exactly that right. Yes. That's
1: it. That's exactly yes. trying to push yourself. Yes. And grow yourself to keep keep overcoming the challenges. And it's the belief in yourself like we talked about earlier. I said I was 18 months up here banging on doors before I sent my first invoice. Yeah, It was just a belief in myself that this will work. And that's what I kept doing. This will work. I know it'll work. So that's my inner self telling me. But my head was saying, well, you're an idiot. Why don't you get back to Australia and <laughs> you'll get a job easy. I was offered a couple of jobs back in Australia, you yeah. know, the similar jobs, well paid. And I turned yeah. them down. I thought I'm coming this far. I'm not going back. I've come too far and I'd always be regretting that I didn't do what I believed I could do. Exactly. And that's what drove me here the first few years while I was in Singapore.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's exactly where we go into changes. Then you got, you always got that option. It's funny because the universe gives you that option. Oh, you can go back if you wanted to, or you move forward into the unknown, where you don't know where you're going, but when you have yeah. your faith and determination and beliefs that this is the right path, no matter what, watch me, because I'm going to pass one or the others, I'm going to face the unknown, and I'm going to go on the other side, and I'm going to achieve my goals and my dreams. And what is the most interesting is people will go so close to the end, and they have yeah. one last obstacle, and they give it up all up yep. and go back where they had to do maybe two or more or three more steps or maybe you know pull your anger and say i'm gonna pass this and i don't care i'm gonna push beyond my limits mm. and they pass the last obstacle and they finally reach where they need to be and it's like yep. okay push one more time and you get there but it's challenging and a lot of people don't understand that like that's why I wanted to know a little bit more about the story how did you get it started because People think, and I think it's, uh, I know people are going to say, oh, am I, you're, you're picking on the million generation like this, no tomorrow. But the assumption of most of the youngest generation is I want to become a coach. I want to be a billionaire. I want to do this. I want to be a tech, uh, a top of the tech field, whatever. I won't do it in 15 minutes. Well. That's not true. In reality, you need to roll up your sleeve and do the work. And it's grueling and it can be scary and it can be like, you know, you went over yeah. there, you left Australia. I did the same. I left Europe and I <laughs> went to the US and I I, like, that's my that's home it. over there. So I'm going to go into the unknown. It is freaking the life out of me, but I'm going to do it. Or I'm going to start my company and like, holy crap. Okay, I got to do it. I know I want to do it. And like, okay, I'm tipping toe in the universe. Give you a big kick in the butt and said, yes, time am I push. But it's like going into the unknown and roll up your sleeves. And a lot of people, the younger generation, really think that, oh, well, I'm going to wiggle my nose. And, it, and, and that's it. It all comes, The billion dollars is going to end up on my lap right now. And I'm like, no, you got your journey. You got a lot of the things to do. So it's, I think it's amazing to hear your story because it can help others to understand well you went from a job that was a good paid job to something you really love to do which we know and every time i'm hearing yeah. your podcast you can hear it you can hear the wisdom um of it to you know where you are and people are like wow is a master in this field it seems so easy well the masters generally makes looks like easy it's like anybody you go to work and somebody like oh, I'm going to do a a database and I'm going to do this, this. And then you're looking at them doing the coding and everything like, oh, this is so easy. I'm like, no, it's not. And people are trying. It's like, it's difficult. I'm like, yeah. People who enjoy what they're doing make the illusion of it's easy for others to do when
1: it's not. It's, It's tough. And that's, there's no doubt about that. I'm mentoring a couple of people around the place. I like got one young twenty-five-year-old lad in Africa, I'm mentoring, and he he wants to he wants to get there very quickly. But he's starting to realise. I keep saying, "You just you've got to do the journey first. You can't end up at the destination because yes. you've got nothing to offer." And yes. he, he he was he, he was exposed last night on an interview somewhere, where it was a bit of a tough interview. So he's never experienced a tough interview before. So he's. He sent me a note after, he said, boy, that was tough. I said, so you've learned you learnt some good lessons out of that one, did you? He comes back and says, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I said, yeah, you're now learning, you're now gaining experience. The more yep. experience you had, the, the, the it wouldn't be as tough because you had more to offer, to answer. Because you've got not much substance yet, because you haven't got the experience, you found it tough. Right? <laughs> And he started to come back and said, yeah, all right. I said, probably in 20 years I could I could probably answer those because I've experienced it. Yes. Yeah. So, so, and plus he did appreciate the fact that it was tough, that he's, that's one good learning he's got now, that don't push yourself too quickly, just learn as much as you can along the way. So he's telling me this last night, just how, how much he learnt just from, from having that, being exposed basically.
0: And it's bringing uh, humility, too, because I think the universe will always remind you when you're a little too cocky, you're going to get slapped in the head because humility is something that you need to have as well. If you're too arrogant and too sure of yourself, even though if you know your stuff, you're going to fail one way or the other. Somebody's going to remind you that maybe you know what you know, but it's maybe not the best way to deliver your stuff. So... I like, yeah, I've been through the ringer, a very tough interview uh, a few years ago by an ex-Marine, actually, which was funny. And um, he read my profile and their profile, they did. That was probably the only one profile that I did and I agree with, actually. (laughs) Uh, I did some behavioral profile and I passed some tests. I was like... Okay, somebody has been smoking in the room because this is so off. But this one was good, but very good. So he read mine, didn't want it to give it to me first, which was fine, like, because I wasn't hired yet. But um, for an hour, I felt like I was being pulled into the ringer, like the, the um, final cycle of the washing machine. But I never budged because he wanted me to budge and I did not. And I actually yeah. I enjoyed it at the end, but I was so tired at the end. I'm like, oh my God but it's very humbling when you're being faced by this it's how do you react and how you move forward with it i did awesome. wanted yeah. to hire me on the spot which was good it was the ceo of the the ceo of the company but still it's like being humble and like like you said for this young boy a young gentleman should i say um it's a humbling experience as well because people don't don't understand um, being uh, an apprentice, being a st- we are all students of life, and we are all learning. I continue to learn. i may be a master yeah. on what I do, like you do, but we continue to learn. If you always have- learning,
1: a- always learning, yes. Yep.
0: And a master continue to learn because a lot of people assume that well, if I become a master, I'm not gonna learn. I'm gonna you know rule the world. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. But it's like learning and be open to it. And yes, you go have to You have to become a journeyman to continue on becoming a master. And maybe some people are going to be a journeyman their entire life without becoming a master, and that's fine. But you got to go through that journey. And you don't have, like I, I like to call it in my podcast, you don't go to the drive through where you pay, you get your food, and you're gone, or you get your food and you pay whatever, which yeah. way it goes. But it's not a 15-minute ride. It's a lifetime ride. So...
1: Certainly is. It's
0: it's it's, it's amazing it's, to see how far we are in on our journey, but what else do we still have to learn? Because there is so much more to learn.
1: Oh no question about it. It's it's funny when when you're twenty five you think you know everything. When yeah. you're thirty five you think you know everything. <laughs> but as you get older, then you think back what you 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 you, you thought things were yep. when you're twenty five, you think, I didn't know that much at all, really. <laughs> Oh. So whenever you continually look back you think, gee and that's the that's the key. Yeah. Because whenever you can continually look back in a, like even a five year band and say, yeah. yeah, and I know more now, that's when you know you're growing and learning still. Yes. And that right. for me that's important. And I, I can't every time I think back of in my in my life, then I can think back that man, I'm so much more knowledgeable now and so much more wisdom than what I had even a couple of years ago. It shows I'm still learning. It's when I think, no, no different. And you think, well, maybe you've, you've started cl- closing your mind to things. Exactly. But I've probably learned more in the last three years than I've uh, than, the, than the previous five or six, I think
0: well but because you, you're you're doing a new journey or you're moving on to something else that opens the door for more learning but i think Control. until yeah. until you take your last breath you will continue to learn unless you decide to say yeah. no i don't want to learn anymore but i think learning keeps us to move and improve ourselves but also well, like it stimulates said, the brain it,
1: you it can realize the energy it stimulates your energy
0: Exactly, and it's yeah. funny because you can say when you turn around and you're looking at what you've done in the past. I will say, "What was I thinking? <laughs> what was wrong yeah, with me that day?" you
1: think, man? What, <laughs> what did I do that for? You idiot! Second, oh, and you're
0: like, "Good Lord!" Good. And I did what?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes.
0: There's you think yes, I have so no regrets, but there's some I'm shaking no, my hand There's like,
1: no regret because no. it became a learning experience. Yeah, it's just but you think. Geez, I could have done that a lot better. <laughs> but that's life.
0: Yes, exactly. That's, life. that's why I'm I'm enjoying it because I think it's hilarious at some point. I'm like, what was I thinking? And I got away with it? Oh God.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah so true. I can tell you. It's huh? yeah. and that's it. Life life's fun. It's just yeah. it's fun learning. It, I, I just enjoy learning. I just and learning through experience. Mm-hmm. events happening to you observation talking to people like we're on here tonight emma having a chat there's always some learning and there's always some value in all that i just it's um yeah i just enjoy it it's good
0: no and i think it's empowering. very good people you know people need to hear stories and understand as well and i think a lot of people assume they are good leaders but if they did a self inventory they may might want to see the truth and maybe course correct how they're leading people that's one i think the biggest issue is being too confident on what you're doing and not being honest enough to look uh what really is around you because In most cases, you always have the leader with his little, what I call it, groupie or fans where, you know, they're comfortable with those people because, you know, they have connection, but they will not extend it to others. And what makes it uncomfortable is to go and talk to others and connect and get new ideas. So I think leaders should be able to, you know, and maybe not bestie with that person, but that person has knowledge and I need to learn from them. Doesn't mean... I need to know all of the greedy details and how they do their job, but at least understanding and being able to reach out to everybody in a room. I always said, if you keep the same people around you, uh, you're not going to evolve much because if you don't leave room for others to come and speak up when, you know, you, you got a meeting, yeah. you a situation yeah. with the projects and you take everybody else in the room and instead than only listening the one or two, you're always listening give the rest, uh, give the floor to everybody else says, you will be surprised that somebody got the solution for you, for your problem.
1: So. Yeah. You get the, some of the greatest gems from the quietest people sometimes, but uh, exactly. and that's the art of good leadership is making sure you're hearing, you're hearing and listening to everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's, I think one of the challenging things as well, that needs to be taught. So it's, It's amazing when you see this happening and I have been in some groups, even this year I worked with a team that to me, I love those guys because you really could feel they will hear you and they were open to suggestions, which is, you know, empowering, but I wish more companies would do that.
1: Yeah. but There again, (laughs) there'd be some companies that don't, some do. It just comes back to the leadership yes and which can exactly. be um you know some in some companies that re, when you look at the really the big ones you have some good leaders and not so good ones but if the top ceo is a good leader you tend to have better leadership because it filters through and as i said the bad ones tend to clear off over time or get pushed out yeah yeah <laughs> because they're they're not they're, they're not they don't like the culture or something like that right so so you over time, and the bigger the company, the harder it is, of course, to to have that influence as quick as you can. But you still certainly can still have it over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've worked for some good companies last few years, so and some good leadership. Um, so yeah, it's. But you soon tell you can. When I when I catch some executives, uh, and that's one of the things about doing it remotely. One of one of the in which you can't quite tell as much, but when. One thing I always like to do is, when I turn up at a at a new uh, executive's office, for example, I always make sure I go to the reception and mention their name, and then I watch the body language reaction. Because <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> to me, that tells me that tells me so much. If the person meets me with a smile, some still meet with a smile, but the smile could be a grimace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're taught to smile. To they're taught to smile to customers, so I don't actually say, sometimes don't announce myself because if they're expecting me, they know what I'm there for. So therefore, they might put on a bit more. I just come in and say, "Can I speak to so and so, so and so?" And I like, I like, and I watch their response before then. Oh, by the way, sorry, my my name's Ross Swan. Right, blah blah. But I like to see the response because if it's a good leader, it's always a positive response. Yep. And so all these subtleties, they're the things that help me gain the feedback because most of it's body language. 80% of our feed, our feedback's from body language. So that's the bit you miss on on Zoom and those places. You can spot it a bit but it, it, you don't quite get the cues uh, as much as you would live, you know what I mean, right? So
0: yeah,
1: that's those sort true. of things. And that's it's it's amazing just how, and you think, if you're not getting the good body language, see, that person's not really enjoying what they're doing. Right? Mm-hmm. They yeah, might be okay to a point, but as soon as they hear your name, they go into a nervous twitch or something <laughs> like that. Then you know there's a problem. right?
0: I like the nervous twitch. No, I did. I said the same when you go and get, uh, you get for an interview. It's, uh, and I, I think I put it on some of my uh, blogs. It's always, look, uh, sit down at the reception, and look and see how people are interacting. Yeah, some that's you right. Just, if you walk, yeah. A lot of companies now have their conference room near the, uh, basically, outside of their offices, more into the reception area, but yeah. some don't. So you can walk in, and I said, feel the energy. You will know. if you, see yeah, you people do. With, that's right. It's just if you it's the energy. energy. I sit there
1: sometimes. I'll get there early and just sit there. Yep.
0: Yeah, so I'm just exactly. early. So
1: I'm just going to sit here for 10 minutes.
0: Yep, exactly. You
1: know, don't get him yet. I'll, I'll get her yet. I'll just sit here for 10 yep. minutes. I just need to, I'll, I'll go check my phone. I'm a bit early. I've thought of sitting sit in the air, being in Singapore, I usually say I just want to sit in the air condition rather than wait outside. So, yep. so and then you just observe people going past, the interaction, yeah. Uh, the energy levels, uh, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, and that's you take that do. on board as part of the, yeah part of that's the feedback. It. Uh, that's, yeah.
0: exactly that's what I do it's like you sit in there and that gives you an idea of the company if you get a good vibe and people are very friendly and you know they're coming blah 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 and you're looking at it you see the interaction then you, you have an idea if it's a good company or not you can feel it yeah. because you cannot hide that energy but again you're right the body language doesn't lie because you can control your facial expression but you will see it, the cue like you said the body that's language right. will show you so hey. You have to observe. Yes. You have to be an observer in there as well. So, no, but
1: this yeah, is great. So. Yes, very true, very true. I'm just picturing so. a few now. It's made me, made me laugh. I've, I've had one person smile when I mentioned the person's name, but their eyes rolled over backwards. I thought, no, that, that smile's not really a smile. It's more of a grimace. They're yeah. doing what they have to do at reception, but their yeah. eyes need rolled over backwards. So that that tells me a message.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That gives you an idea of who they are, but that's that's so interesting. So now, putting your wisdom together, you have started to do something which I think is amazing and is great. Is actually uh, doing those modules, starting to uh, create module where people can learn. Because I think um, hiring a coach for companies doesn't give all of the um, doesn't reach everybody. You know, you work exclusively right, yeah. for them. And I like the idea of uh, what you have done, which is uh, starting to record uh, coach, your coaching uh, training or classes. I don't know how you want to call it.
1: Yeah, this, uh, my, some of my online classes I've been having lately, I'm recording yes. now and it, making uh, the first one went out a week, uh, a few days ago. The old, a good, what's it, Black Friday sale. I thought I'd get in before with th- Thanksgiving and all that. But but yeah, it's just a recording of um, <coughs> a self-leadership. Because remember I said before, to be a good leader, you need to be a good leader of self. Now, if you don't leave other people, that's fine. But still, you need to be a good leader of self. It's amazing how much happier life you have when you're in control of yourself. It's just massive difference. Um, so when you can lead yourself properly, life becomes so more pleasant to live, and creates so much more positive energy. So that's available. Yes, that's now. It goes for a couple of hours, and you can you know, turn it on. That's what I liked about the download, because you can listen to it for half an hour, listen to it an hour, and you've got it forever. And you can just do do some of the exercises we talk about in it. Um, and then there's, we've got another program coming out. I'm not sure exactly when, a month or so, probably. Um, it's more on. Um, you do, Emma. You're talking about psychometric tests, or it's it's, a, it's more about um, your behaviours and what influences your behaviour. In the yes. sense, we, we we're influenced yes. by consequences, but yeah. some some things are innate with us in our personality, uh-huh. and why and it's, it helps volatile people to understand why they're volatile. Yes, and so it's Good a bit more geared to the behavioural <laughs> aspect of per, of your personality and, 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 yeah. and that so much. I don't like personality tests that put people in boxes and just say, Oh, I'm, I'm a red or I'm a green or whatever that is. Yes. I mean that's yes. that's a, you're not a bloody rainbow. You're actually a person. So it's more about your strengths, your challenges, and how those strengths and how and, and what you react to and behave like under pressure. So that that may that's far more value when you understand why you behave that way. And then you're in a better chance to rectify it. So that's 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 the, probably the second module. And the third one is more about, I think, um, we might come back to it. Is about getting out of your comfort zone. I'm just I'm just that's I'm just mulling over what I'm going to do there. But is the is that believing in yourself and getting out of the comfort zone?
0: And I think that's, you know what, that's the hardest part as well because people, you know, are so ingrained by your outer conditions telling you what you should be doing or not. And you grow up and you you don't have, as we'll say, good maybe uh, example around you. So you may be conditioned to repeat what you're seeing, And to me, when I grew up, Uh, I saw the unfolding disaster and I'm like, this is not happening. I'm going to walk out of this because this is not what I want to repeat at any level, but not everybody will realize that because some of the pattern you're doing them automatically. So it will be nice to see how uh, um, you can stop them and being able to recognize them as well. And it's not only done. And I believe that, uh, your course, because I got uh, the first module, is not only about only leadership, but as you said, and I, I want to emphasize that it's about leader leading your own life. Because even if That's you right. maybe not, even if you're not maybe a CEO or a VP or a manager, maybe you're the uh, somebody who's just. Uh, a clerk or an assistant or even you're cleaning up uh, offices, you can use this to help yourself. It's I think it's, right. more, it's, just leading yourself. Yeah. It's, it's more than a leadership, it's leading your life and it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what is the status in your life, using this can help you to improve your life actually. So to me, yeah. Uh, that's one of the reasons I wanted to have a conversation with you is to highlight the fact that your programs uh, and I'm uh, sorry, by the way, uh, a disclaimer, I do not get any money out of it.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> no, in case see, all I can said, say is you're you know, my first customer on this you know, program. <laughs> Number one, new marina know, You know,
0: Ross, I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't endorse anybody, but I don't even it. get any kickbacks from it. But I, think I know you're I, the first
1: paying customer.
0: Hey, that's awesome. I'm so hey. proud of myself. I did something awesome. But your modules are, is great because it's not only, as I said, it could be misleading when people are like, oh, leadership, blah, blah, but I'm not a leader, I'm not a CEO. It's for everybody. It's for our daily life, actually. That's
1: right. So for to me. lead yourself in your daily life. And look, life's yes. so much easier when you can lead yes. yourself. Yes. So much more in comfort and in tune with yourself. There again. Yes. <laughs> My my company like now, soul inspired leadership and the podcasts reflect mm-hmm. that, and that's no different to yourself. If you if you're soul inspired, in other words, you connect with the inner self regularly, yep. then it, the life is so much more pleasant. People who who have trouble in their life are the ones that occasionally connect with their inner self, don't know what they see, so they run away from it. If you don't like what you see, then do something about it rather than running away and going back to where you were in your mind. Right. And that's, that's the key is that it it just builds yourself, but you become a better person.
0: And the other thing too, is having this available, you can go back and forth in it. So maybe you're going to hear it the first time around and you're going to grab maybe one or two things. Then you hear it again back and you're going to hear something else. So, it's something that's, right. that's yeah. helpful because it's, I will use it as a reference uh, library because you can go back and there. And when, you know, you're doing the program, you do everything and you're, you're going to do for 30 days and life takes over and you, maybe you're going to go back to some stuff you're not supposed to do. But having this with you is listening it from time to time helps you to keep on track of what you want to do, which is a good thing for me. This is how I see it. So yeah. I, I think it's a it's a great program for people to uh, get and again it's not that expensive because you can, you know, save money from going to the coffee shop or on the block uh for a few <laughs> weeks and you get your you get it for that price. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's not it's something that will um Continue and help you the rest of your life, not uh, like fifteen minutes and you know, like the shine shiny object around the block, and you're done. And you're hey, it certainly
1: won't be. It, it won't be outdated. Put it this way, Emma. It won't be yes, outdated. Yes.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. That's exactly what I'm trying to say, but you said it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> but you're correct, and I think it's essential because it's it's it helps people. It helps you in your life, and yeah. I think people need to understand that. Because again, like you said, if people are not connected with themselves or don't have a clue how to lead their life, again, if you're born somewhere else and it's chaos and this is the only thing you learn in your life is chaos, well, you're going to continue to do the chaos because that's only the only thing you learn. And this, however, helps you to make the right changes and make those shifts and you need to get a more stable life and do something for your own self that will have more benefit. Because
1: yeah.
0: you know, dreaming is one thing; claiming it is another thing. And a lot of people have dreams, but not, only few go and claim it. And I think uh, if Actually people and do need a better life and have the foundation, then they could realize what they always wanted to have in their life. That doesn't mean that yeah. that doesn't mean their life lessons will not be as easy but at least they can get prepared and arms on and go into the unknown because a lot of people, you know, you get your comfort zone, you're good where you are because it's, you know, you get your routine. And like you do, like I do, like others do, trailblazers, we go into the unknown and start new things. And that's scary for people. It's like, you don't have your bearings, you get nothing. How do you move forward? You go crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: What's yeah. <laughs> you go crazy? But having this to help you i think it's a good thing because it helps people it's very it's comprehensive thank you for that that's yep yeah i know
1: that's the intent is i just want to help people as much as i can because to me life is so much more pleasant when you're in control of yourself um life is just so much easier and you're
0: you're sharing the wisdom of what you have gone through as a coach and have seen it so which is nice it's not like uh, it's coming up from another book it comes from your experience no, just, and what you've seen
1: just me just experiencing many many people <laughs> yes. in different cultures different <laughs> yes. genders different cultures yep. different age groups yeah um i've 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 uh, chatted to them all about their 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 innermost thoughts at times mm-hmm. and um yeah, and that's the bit I said that's the bit I like. So if I can help people, that's and, great. And that's why that's
0: what I think. Those modules are, are to me a gift because it's based on your experience and what you have seen. So it's not like you went into a book and do some research on some stuff. It's based on life experience. That's what that's makes right. that a huge difference to me. It's based on life experience and what you have seen. So that helps and, and people. judging
1: and as you can see, I've got grey hair, or or what's left of it is grey. <laughs> it shows that I've been I've been I've been around for quite a while now, right? So, I've, I've gathered a bit of experience over time. So that's it.
0: No, but <laughs> I think uh, I think you know the experience is essential, and what you're sharing is will help a lot of people. So, no, I'm uh I will encourage everyone to uh, buy it because it's as I said. Uh, I have it, and um, it's, it is and gonna be helpful, then uh, people can start to apply some of um, what you're studying in there and put it in their life and see the changes happening. Again, when we go through transformation, it is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And I need to out to people, when you decide to course correct your life, Uh, you need, it's going to take time and at least 30 days to start to change your patterns and behaviors. So you need to be patient with yourself. And as you said, you may be going to step back into your old habit for five minutes because it's comfortable and it will, it's an instinct until you're, you know, you finally make the transformation and get those new habits uh, coming naturally in, uh, for you. So no, I think, um, People should grab it. What is the link to access the uh, module to purchase? What is the website? Well, if you go
1: to the site, it's it's www.soul-inspired-leadership.com. That's the website. And then you you just click on on services or shop, either one of those two, uh, and that'll lead you to, to purchasing it.
0: And if people want to connect with you because they want some uh, coaching with you, how do they get the hold of you?
1: Well, you can do Ross at soul-inspired-leadership.com. So soul-inspired-leadership has a dash between soul and leadership. Okay. Soul, leadership, and inspired. So that's soul-inspired-leadership.com. So that be Ross in lowercase or lowercase at soul-inspired-leadership.com. Okay. Happy and to have what, a chat. If someone wants to reach out, then that's fine. Happy to talk. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, because people are probably going to be hearing about uh, this podcast because I'm going to release it within the next, uh, which day I wish it at Tuesday, the so Wednesday I got the other one. Probably by Thursday, by Thanksgiving, actually. <laughs> well, that's good time. Well, that's good
1: time from where I'm going to release <laughs> it
0: by Thanksgiving. So, if
1: anyone wants to, just to let you know that the only influence on the price has, that Emma's had was she said, "Ross, you should." use a black fridays and put a special out so i thought oh, being an australian black fridays thanksgivings not so much for me right and i thought what a good idea so that's why i'm doing it so that's well so the sale is of they can thank you emma for me putting on a black friday special
0: well sale. yeah and as i said i'm going to probably release it uh <laughs> if it's uh by uh, by thursday which will be thanksgiving here so I want yep. to release that, this podcast so people can hear it and understand because I love your I love the podcast. I love your interviews. They are so insightful. But I wanted to turn the
1: table on you. So. I know. It's it. and we've, had, we've, been, we've been having a great chat here for an hour and a half. This is good.
0: Isn't it awesome? And I, I behave most quick. of the
1: time. Yeah, I know. It wasn't that much laughter and, and frivolity, well, they might say. It was well, a bit of laughter there.
0: We got a little bit of life, but I wanted people to hear, you you know, know you a little bit more because there is more to it and more wisdom. And I think it's essential that people hear that and understand because leadership has so much more, it's so much beyond companies. It's about our own lives that to me is essential to talk about it. But as I said, I love to turn the table on you, so I did it.
1: And that's good. And I've I've enjoyed it. Having the table (laughs) turned.
0: A table turn. I'm good at doing
1: this. Table turner.
0: <laughs> but are we going to expect maybe some live uh, chat with you sometime next year? You're going to plan to do or not?
1: I've, the, the, <laughs> the plan is to do probably a couple. Yes, early in the new year, I'd think. Okay. I may do. I may do one before Christmas, but I, I just want to get my other program out. So I'm just not sure when that'll happen. It's having the Having the time and and the the creativity juice is going enough to, to develop it fully. It's in my head and I've done done quite a bit of it. I just just want to add a little a few more things yet. So when that comes to me and I do it, then I'll probably do it. Maybe do a live one. Yeah, just yeah, explaining be... that and it's a bit of a chat and have a bit things. of a. So I'll do that.
0: Okay. Well, so we're expecting some more module coming next year, and we're expecting a couple early of next year.
1: Ones. Yeah. That, Module two would be early, and module three by February. Yeah,
0: Yeah. well, that would be fun because, as I said, I think it's essential. What you've got is essential, and you're sharing your wisdom because I was driving back home yesterday, and I was thinking about uh, Fortuny, Plissé Fortuny. Fortuny was um, a master in his discipline in a way long time ago. Let's put it this way. And uh, he used to make a Plissé. Uh and a plissé is uh it was doing it on closing. So a plissé is more um um what do you call it, a way of shaping uh the fabric. And uh Nobody. He died with his secret. Actually, nobody knew, and nobody can replicate this. It's like the uh, I forgot the violin. What's the name of the violin? Those those violins are worth millions of dollars. I forgot what they are. Um,
1: Violin, Stradivarius. Is that? Thank
0: you. Yes. Nobody knows how to make those because there is a way. They did it not only with the wood, but uh, uh, the lakers and everything they put in there. Nobody can reproduce it. And again, okay. the secret died with that individual. What is nice is for you to share your wisdom, so people can learn
1: that. Well, the the, the key is that it's just like leaving a legacy. I, I want people to learn and continue to learn. So the more people that learn and continue to learn the better lives they have so i i don't have any issue about sharing anything in that respect
0: yes and it's it will help a lot of people and it will help to change the way we're doing things that are not for our highest good so that's why and that's one of the reasons i wanted to turn the table on you today and i'm so proud of myself well thank you emma for
1: turning the table
0: (laughs) yeah I am so glad I did. But yes, so I will put a link on my website as well, uh, on both of yep. my websites, to um, to access to your website, so people can link to it as well. So yeah, I'll send
1: you the link. I'll, I'll yeah, send you the I'm, link.
0: Yeah, and I will put it on my website, www.edgintuitive.com, and yep. uh, on the edg-associate. Uh, that come as well on both of them so people can access the link and if they're interested to um, to have sessions of coaching which I think will be empowering for companies or individuals they can reach out to you directly uh, so that will uh, help them to improve their lives which I think is essential to you know we're always changing and evolving and it's a good thing when we got the right support along the, um, the way than the wrong yeah. one and uh, I love the module you did, and I think people should be listening to it because, again, it will empower them to do something in their own life. It's not only yeah. about people who are in a leadership um, uh, seat in companies, it's your own leadership, actually. It's your own life. So that's what I wanted to do that. Thank you so much for- <laughs> well,
1: Thanks, Emma, for inviting me.
0: <laughs> well, I'd like to make you a name.
1: To have a chat at your table.
0: (laughs) Well, I enjoyed it too, and I'm sure I will uh, come up with more chat because we're not done. It's just the beginning of one conversation with you, Ross. I'm sure when you're going to release your second module, I will do another podcast with you so we can talk about it and uh, continue our conversation because, again, you have so much wisdom that it's nice to tap in and people to get something out of it, out of our conversation. So... Thank, oh, thank you so you. much. Um, yeah. Have a good evening because it's evening on your side.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's getting a bit late. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry.
1: That's all right. That's it's, no problem. I don't have a problem. That's uh, sorry. A, it's, it's, a bit... barely,
0: it's barely morning here. So
1: Yeah, I know. You're, you're probably worse off. I'd rather be late here than getting up at 5.30 in the morning whenever you were
0: well let's put it this way uh in the us i'm fine the pups and i were up at a little bit past three in the morning like usual so it's our yeah. usual time to be up so i know
1: you're a bit of an early riser to say, to say the least
0: well you know yeah exactly but i'm used to work with uh you know uh going and talk to everybody around the world and i always made a point that uh for me uh, being able to work with everyone I had to adjust my time schedule it's not on the on my schedule but on theirs which makes it easier as well so yeah I'm okay used to it that's good so, but thank you so much Ross that's and all right thank you yes and I will talk to you later thanks
1: okay see you later Emma